please. Kiss. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the Nick Cage podcast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure cinematic masterpieces and his life. Ugh, fuck, Donnie, can I take that over? Because I just realized, like, we, I changed the name. It's staying in, but yeah, go for it. God damn it. <laughs> what? I, I thought you changed Evans. it to Cage's Kiss, the <laughs> Nicholas Cage podcast. Yeah. Oh, God, I feel God like damn it, Donnie, you cut this out. <laughs> Penultimate. <laughs> <laughs> Once more with feeling. <clears throat> Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the Nicholas Cage podcast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his characters that week. Uh, my this week, oh, fuck me, I can't talk. God damn it! What are we doing this week? What the fuck are we doing this week? I don't know. But first Have of all, most importantly, my name is Linda. But this week, you can call me Turbo Cheese. Oh, I'm Adrian, and I'm the survivor of a movie this week. That's what I am most weeks. Hey, Donnie, who and what are you? I'm Robocock, and you don't want to know anything more about that other than (laughs) Directive 5. I feel like I should proceed immediately to a rape crisis center. (laughs) (laughs) It is rape (laughs) o'clock. I've got jets in my balls. (laughs) (laughs) They thought they could be gods. Today, we're discussing Cage's last movie of 2009, based on the iconic cartoon and manga, It's Astro Boy. 2009 Mm. is the longest year ever. It just won't fucking end. Christ. Every single movie you did that year was a fucking turd. Yeah. Uh, The only only consolation is that at one point, Astro Boy slaps himself, and you're like, yeah, Astro Boy, slap yourself. Now say you're (laughs) impotent. Harder. I'm (laughs) impotent. Uh huh, well, and you know, right? Yeah, it's based on a manga. In two thousand nine. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's four too many. He shouldn't have made any of them. Oh, but in yeah. two thousand eleven, we're looking at five. Oh so, fuck! I mean... God, is that the year he made that Chinese one with Hayden Christensen? No, so. Outcast, or was that two thousand fourteen? I don't know. That one sucked too. Yeah, that's later. <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, I know. I always say yeah. this movie Christ hurt my dick. To do but this movie this. hurt my dick. It really did. It was creepy as fuck. It was really creepy. Uh huh. And you know what? It came out on October twenty third, two thousand nine. That's right. Which is Lynn's birthday. birthday. <laughs> uh huh. The birthday. worst present ever. And it cost sixty five million dollars, but the worldwide gross was only forty million. Oh no! It was a box office bomb. Oh. <laughs> and you know. <laughs> It opened at number eight behind Paranormal Activity Part One and Saw Six. <laughs> and also, there was stuff in release like Cirque du Freak. <laughs> the only movie that had opened ahead of that was new was that Amelia Earhart movie that nobody saw. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Nobody yeah, nobody knew it existed because more people <laughs> saw fucking Astro Boy, which is a movie nobody goddamn remembers. Uh. But it has such an amazing fucking cast. And well, but 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 like, the, I mean, we're used to that. We're used to that because every time yeah. they make one of these big budget all CGI kids movies, they get all these mm-hmm. A list celebrities. They get to pay them scale because they're only voice acting, you know. <laughs> and, well, I feel like yeah. if they would have just like saved the money on uh, that they spent on all these big name fucking actors and just spent that on like a creative team and writing. 
Well, <laughs> god damn it. Well, okay. So, 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 like you mentioned, Astro Boy, pretty significant character, created initially in 1951 by Osamu mm-hmm. Tesku. Um, who launched it as its own title in 1952. In 1963, it became the first anime, basically. Um, yeah. And I, and I linked you guys to that black and white pilot episode of that. Yeah, um, thank you. And uh, which is really cute. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's such a shame that none of that is reflected in this movie. Um, and no. <laughs> uh, apparently the original manga was not made available in English until 2002 because it took that long for America to get weeaboos. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and uh, in the source material, uh, Dr. Tenma sells Astro Boy to Halmeg and his <laughs> robot circus. Uh, yes. In, in some versions of it, because it's been a couple of different series over the years, he kills himself later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't know about that part. But I, I do know that. Um, and it's a joke, like- son. A ridiculous joke. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> It it originally like it 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 appeared in um in the monthly magazine Shonen yeah, yeah. and uh, he created it uh, as or created the comic series Ambassador Adam and apparently it was like too complicated because they had too many fucking characters uh, coming and going and one of them was Adam and he didn't even show up until the fourth. Uh, installment and he would later become known as Astro Boy but um, the it seemed too complicated and uh, so he and the guy the um, publisher um, editor for the for the Shonen magazine uh, they what is his name Takeshi Konai they adapted a simpler version which featured Adam because he was one of the most popular characters and they released it in 1952 under the title Mighty Adam. And in it, Tobio, uh, instead of Toby, it was Tobio, was hit by a car and killed. And his father sold him to that robot circus like you were talking about. After after <laughs> figuring out that he screwed up, because initially, I guess he thought the robot would grow. Yes, he thought he would grow like a real boy. And Which is not oh necessarily unthinkable in the realms of science, you know, if you're using advanced enough shit and nanites and stuff, you know. I mean, not that that was really considered in 1952, but... Fair enough, but, you know. like, in the in the cartoon you, you sent us, it was like, why don't you grow like yeah, the other children? He keeps measuring him, and you get that adorable montage of, of Astro Boy playing with his toy airplane, like, running around the world, like, year after year. Mm. It's like, but father, you said I was just like your own son of flesh and blood! He's I'm going to sell you to the circus! That's what blood. I'm going to do! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he never has that moment. The father never has that moment of like, yeah, no, the, I'll no, take you back now. I've learned a valuable we lesson. We get Nicolas Cage as, as this sort of diet uh, Dr. Tenma in, in, the, in this version, <laughs> where he's like, I'm less <laughs> maniacal, but still basically insane. <laughs> I miss my son. I want him back. But oh, God, I can't stand to have you here. Because every time I look at you, I look at my dead son. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 he says that. Kind of funny how that works out. <laughs> Well, and uh, Okunamizu uh, is like, he's the head of the Ministry of Science. He ends up adopting him and creating a robot family for him, which included Dr. Elephon in certain dubs. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, that was just bizarre because he made, he made him a robot brother, a robot sister and robot parents. 
and it tackled many subjects, including like, like really heavy subjects, like even including discrimination and the dangers of stretching the limits of technology for one's own gain, which this one kind of touched upon, but it was just Yeah, because like, eh, okay. it's got uh, that trash can dog robot who's an Uncle Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can drive a car. <laughs> Go put the bodies in a wishing well. <laughs> But yeah, in 1963, uh, Tezuka adapted it into a television series. And as Adrian was saying, it, it became the first uh, animated television series in Japan and thus the, the, the first anime. And at first, their budget was limited. So they used some money saving techniques, uh, including sliding a still on camera to make it look like it's been animated. Uh, putting I mean, anime has animated- kind of been doing some of those ever since. <laughs> Oh, yeah. At, at least yeah, before exactly. it all went over to the shit-looking CGI, you know. Well, they also did, like, uh, putting animated action of a single object over a still and reusing uh, scenes, so like animation scenes. Yeah. And, it, yeah, as you were saying, it, it's it's still used today. So in that way, it's it's been very influential. And it, it's also and, interesting for anybody who's seen uh, a lot, a lot of anime, to see how it, in the in the early iterations of it, it it does owe more of a debt to early like Western cartooning, Cause, yeah, because like, it is uh, very Hanna cartoony, Barbera. you know. And uh, it ran for four years and was adapted into a film in 1964. And uh, in, but in 1963, Tezuka met with executives from NBC to discuss an American show where Mighty Adam became Astro Boy and they changed the theme song, which Tezuka ended up using for the Japanese show as well. Uh, but in 1965, it, it ceased airing in the U.S. because most people at that time wanted a color TV. And, you know, with their brand new color TV, they didn't want to watch fucking black and white shows. And yeah, so, and in American um, television, a lot of things had actually been broadcast in color prior to '63. Anyway, you know they were all yeah. gearing up for it. They just knew it just wasn't available yet. Well, he kind of played around with color and like tried to have like a an episode in color for. There was just one. I think it was like episode fifty six or something like that. But um, anyway, uh, it, the in nineteen sixty six, the final Mighty Adam episode aired in Japan. And then in 1980, Tezuka decided to revive the character with the color version of the show, which had content that was much darker than the original, making it more true to the manga. And then uh, finally, uh, in 1989, unfortunately, Tezuka passed away. But the show was brought back in 2003, obviously without him, uh, blending the original show and the heavy subjects of the manga. Apparently he was working on his deathbed, like right up to the last minute. Yeah. yeah, like I, was, yeah. I actually thought you were going to say that in 2003, they reanimated his body like he was <laughs> his will. And he was brought back as a robot. Why body. are you rejecting me? I'm your son! <laughs> <laughs> I am Tezuka! <laughs> Why do I talk I like this? Iron I was an old Japanese man! <laughs> Father! <laughs> So that's how he this, to see the Iron Man. This, uh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Would you like a taste of my sewer pipe? <laughs> um. So this this 2009 uh, American version. Uh, so a- Astro Boy, uh, he doesn't have the eyelashes anymore, and, and instead of being like a six year old, he's like a thirteen year old. Because I don't know, like, oh, let's court that tween audience. Yeah, they, yeah, their yeah. money's worth something. Yeah. 
And uh, even even when it's uh, Toby before Toby gets killed and and uh, they make Astro Boy later, Toby still has like oversized hands and his head's bigger than everybody else. And he's really fast mm-hmm. on that test, so it's like, are we sure his first son wasn't a robot too? That's what I was thinking because I thought from the beginning when it tunes in, I, it's, I didn't like, know it's like it's like it's like there's a yeah. lot of evidence that he's already a robot. What? What? Yeah, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, he dudes. Oh, okay, kid's a fucking robot. Got it. But then, like, but then he died, and I was like, oh. That's not a robot. Yeah, I think I <laughs> think that's probably why they this uh, this failed to recoup the sixty five million dollar budget. It's like, hey kids, let's watch that movie where where uh, where the, your surrogate where character there does. gets killed in the first ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Did it bother anyone else that the point on his head kept fucking moving? <laughs> oh, they can't. <laughs> One time it's on his right side, then the next scene it's on his left side, then it's back on his right side. It's hair gel, honest. Why are you being a hater spray bottle? <laughs> His hair was sentient. Yeah. They they should have just uh, worked with it and had the point where it reaches out and grabs somebody. I'm still yes. not convinced that he was not a sex bot. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, you'd think when yes. you're reanimated in a lab, you find that you can't take your shirts off and your feet have bottoms of them all of a sudden. You might be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go show dad. He'll know nothing of this. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In in this in this version of it, there's a blue glowy energy. This goddamn aqua little cheese ball Mm. thing that came from space, and it's and it's all good. And that's what they put in Astro Boy. They could only get that much of it out of the thing they harnessed from space when they made it. It made that flame and hot spicy cheese ball at the same time. That's the evil one. (laughs) Because we call that a MacGuffin. Yeah, I call that a script written by a thirteen-year-old, um, or or maybe by Timothy uh, Harris. Um, yeah. Timothy Harris, who started out writing novelizations and then wrote Trading Places, Twins, and My Stepbrother oh, is an Alien, uh, and then descended oh. into animated features with Space Jam. Although My Stepmother is an Alien brought us uh, Alice and Hannigan and Seth Green. It, look at look yeah. those those other movies I mentioned are certainly better than this one. That's yeah. for fucking sure. Uh, and <laughs> but um yeah I know that it was it was produced by the the movie was produced by Imagi Studios and uh, which is really like um, Wired put it as uh, Hong Kong's version of Pixar yeah. and the company's founder Francis Kao said or Kao I don't know said uh quote. We worked very closely with Tezuka Productions and with the creator's son, uh, Makota Tezuka, to ensure we got everything right. In fact, he ended up hiring Tezuka's son as a creative consultant, but I'm still not, I'm not really seeing that spirit, that, yeah, I guess, well, that soul. Uh, well, there's quite a, there's quite a lot lost in translation. Uh, mm. um, the, 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 the director, uh, David Bowers, is a former animator. Um and Yo. and he did uh, he did flushed away. Oh right. And after this, uh, he directed three Diary of a Wimpy Kid sequels. Oh Jesus! I didn't know there were. There, that yeah, many. there are at least four of those. There may be more. I didn't I didn't research it because I don't care. Um, I'm, well, I know Andy Daly's in it, so um, that's the only reason I would want to watch. Yeah. Uh, God. And apparently, when Bowers was talking about uh, about the movie, he said. Quote, I was encouraged to expand on the universe, but at its core, the movie is still faithful to the original. 
I didn't really, I, I looked it up a little bit, but do we know if any of the other iterations of Astro Boy had a, a city built around a flying Mount Fuji? Or is that just some shit they pulled out of their asses? I don't know. Because, like, know that... like the, this this script seems to, like, like we're going to implement some environmental and political themes. Yeah, I do know that, um, like, he inhabits a world in which pollution's ruined the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, no, so the but... real world. Okay. Yeah, pr- yeah. yeah pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Bye, <yeah>. Antarctica. <laughs> I mean, we all grew up in California. We know yeah. <laughs> we're familiar with smog. <laughs> Those smog but, sunsets um, are beautiful. When he was talking about Cage, uh, Bowers said, quote, the first time we met, Cage went into incredible detail about the 60s version, including the very specific sound Astro's feet made with, or make when he walks. So we went to the Tezuka archive and found the sound effect, and we use it a little bit in our movie as an homage. <laughs> Emol. It's an adaptation for fuck's sake. You can't be like, look, look, it's cute. We're using things from the original. It's like you're adapting it. You fuck. It shouldn't be a time to time thing. Ass wipe. Uh. Well, and apparently Cage was like a a big fan. Um, he said the uh, he said well uh, he he grew up watching Astro Boy and felt that it was like a sci fi version of Pinocchio. Which, um, yeah, yeah, I feel that. And, and I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, uh, almost like a reverse Pinocchio. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I've I've heard people call it that, you know, and I'm still waiting for somebody to use the term Geppetto file. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, uh, I think Cage's character had the, uh, the facial hair. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, Doctor Tenma always had that weird face shape and like that that weird fucked up like the beard thing where it kind of looks like somebody shot a poison dart into his chin. I gotta remember when posting about this episode to use the hashtag Geppettophile. <laughs> well, on the subject of Geppettophiles, uh, the musical score was done by uh, uh, Brian Singer, regular John Ottman. Um, oh. yeah, it, who to delivered uh, who, in despite the fact that he's a talented composer, normally uh, devo- delivered a completely generic 1990s kids movie score. Do you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I like, don't even the, fucking remember it. In fact, a lot about this felt very much like one of those shitty 90s animated family movies. Yeah, you know, despite the fact that it's made in 2009. You know, like like the the, the bit where like everything's everything's a little saptastic and there's odd silences like throughout. Mm. And it's kind of like, why am I getting silence? You know, I paid for a whole movie here. Fill that well, in with and something. And there's the montage with the, we're just kids having fun. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a selling products commercial. Check this out. <laughs> we're painting things. Ha, ha, ha. And apparently it was in 3D when it came out. Oh, oh sweet that's, Jesus. That's 1D too many. Yeah. <laughs> What did Adrian say to the stripper? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever see that movie Tangerine? The cab driver's all like, what, does it talk? Yes. <laughs> that was the one that was filmed entirely on like iPhone, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, got Clue Gulliger. <sighs> Clue Gulliger back from the dead. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Cage also said that the fact that, quote, the fact that Astro Boy appealed to me as a boy in America was proof that the story and character transcend cultural stereotypes. Oh, I liked it. That means it's immortal. 
But he also, when he was talking about um, Dr. Tenma, his character, he said that he saw him as more like of a, a tragic character because he's lost his child and he... And he really you know, fucked up making a new one. Yeah. yeah pretty so much. it's like, did you jam those memories in sideways? <laughs> well, he thinks he's my kid, but he's just not. It's like, well, I don't know. Did the original Tobio mutilate books and you just didn't know it? Or... I felt that like in this movie, he was less of a tragic character and more of an asshole. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. That's why the movie's called Asshole Boy. <laughs> They're living in a metrosexual city there. It's not because of the guns he has in his it's ass. It's not because of the guns in his ass, neither. No. Are you a pleasure bot? <laughs> <laughs> but, um. My robot's my, my... Eugene Levy. Yeah. Oh, God, I fucking love Eugene Levy. So, D- Dr. Tenma uh, is the father of modern robotics, and he gives uh, ro- uh, slave robots emotions. Like, all of yes. them. Yes. Because he's a sadist. Right? You know, it's really great that we have robots that, like, wipe our asses and stuff, but I want them to feel pain and regret their situation. Yeah. That would just make it sweeter for me. <laughs> but this, th- this fucking movie, okay, it has Bill Nighy again, mm-hmm. uh, Samuel Jackson Samuel again. Jackson saying two lines. Yeah, right? Um, and then uh, it has D. Bradley Baker again. Which I know isn't like he's not a huge name, but he was in uh, G Force and Charlie and... Bucket from the Tim Burton version of Willy Wonka, just the voice of Astro Boy. I fucking love him too. And apparently, he's, a... he's in some show called uh, Bates the Motel that he might have been in, but I can't really confirm oh. it. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was actually Bud Court. So what? You know, like you know, we just disregard yes. that. It was Bud Court. <laughs> yeah, obviously they got rid of it. Uh, uh, IMDb got it wrong, but um, it also had anybody out there uh, who got that. I love that. I will, I will too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also had Charlize Theron, kinda. What? Well, which one was she? She was the narrator she for was, the, yeah, the narrator. Yeah, in the beginning. Oh, what fuck? That's a, that's not even a cameo. That, see, that's why I said kinda. <laughs> hey, kids, you live in a flying city and we throw our garbage on the ground. <laughs> Let's do a pop quiz. Yeah, don't worry if our slaves die, we'll replace we'll them. We'll just make more, <laughs> yeah. It's like, because that's totally efficient. I mean, she was kind of basically there for exposition in the beginning. Yeah. But yeah. she, um, like, she got some of the top billing. And yeah, of course, because they so. wanted to get bums on seats. They're like, hey, let's convince people yeah. all these people uh, that they like so much are going to be in here a whole lot. Well, they also had um, uh, Matt Lucas, who I fucking love. Alan Tudyk. Well, and you, did you mention Nathan Lane yet? No, I was getting to him. No. Because uh, <laughs> they had Nathan Lane playing the typical Nathan Lane character. Yeah, he's playing Cacciatore. What? I own him. He in my circus. <laughs> What? Catch it, Tori. Hammy. You take me to court. You see how it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they also had a Donald Su- Donald fucking Sutherland. That, that's right. Uh, and, I'm pretty much uh, your evil president right now. Oh, look, red glowy. That's evil like me. I'll just stick it right in there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it has Dag. It has uh, David Allen Greer. I fucking love him, too. But, I mean, looking I at the credits. he refers credits, to himself as that. <laughs> Dag, yeah. Huh? 
Yeah, I wonder if he refers to himself as dad. You know, on the subject of Donald Sutherland, uh, you know, he actually got his uh, big break on an episode of The Saint with Roger Moore. That's what got him the part in The Dirty Dozen. When uh, when we Carlo and I saw him uh, for his uh, uh, his stand up, uh, Carlo got a, a a beanie hat that that says Dagaroni on it. So <laughs> I think he's okay. With no the robot name. should be wearing my son's. No, hat. I wasn't even like questioning if that was legit. I just like the idea of him just ordering like food and like, would you like fries? With that I was like Dag would appreciate. Fries. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to envision. I that take a shine to her. Does. Bring her to Dag. Just <laughs> <laughs> bathe her and bring her to Dag. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know the riddle of steel? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, that wasn't him. <laughs> Dag is stronger. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then, if you want to bring your dead son back to life, you give him missile legs. Yeah, yeah, because why not? And but you don't tell him he has the missile legs. You you toy with him for a little while. Yeah. Okay. So, like that was one of my fucking gripes. Okay. So he at first I was thinking like, okay, well, why the fuck does he need you know uh, jets in his ass and you know shit like that? But then you know I was thinking, okay, well, because he built him to be uh indestructible so he won't die again but then maybe you could just thinking, like not take him to that laboratory that's that's where you get killed right <laughs> <laughs> but then i was also thinking like well wait like he was gonna just let let him go on believing that he was the real fucking yeah boy it's like so a vc what's... andrew story or something Jesus. No, because then he would be also like, he'd have a a sister who he was. Yeah, then he'd have sex with his sister. Yeah. VC Andrews, (laughs) everyone. VC Andrews. Yeah, Yeah, that's every VC Andrews story. Mm, (laughs) Get them flowers all up in that attic. Mm. Oh, that's horrible. Brother, sister banging, and kids. (laughs) There, I just saved you a ton of hours. All that being said, I enjoyed the first the the, the first three ones that were actually written by VC Andrews. Uh, VC um, Andrews who died and then kept writing for forty years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was special. But uh, yeah, uh, also um, last cage quote. Um, he said that, quote, my heart is very much with the Japanese concept of Astro Boy, so I feel privileged that I've been invited to be a part of it. I also feel like I really want us to keep the charm that was in the original television show, and I think that's what's happening. Obviously, he said it while they were, I was going to say filming, but I, I guess that's not really. This, this shows you uh, how much respect the uh, the uh, Hong Kong production company had for Japanese culture. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so here's the thing like i like he obviously did know the show and he he did enjoy the show so there's some people who think that he phoned it in for this episode or this movie and could have possibly been literally phoning it in yeah i was gonna say exactly that (laughs) yeah how do you guys feel about that do you think it was just another paycheck well yeah man aren't they all 
Or uh, is this the Coke Yeah, era? especially when voice acting is concerned. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, mm. the Cage animated movies and the Cage, like, voice acted movies, man, these have been, these have been hard. These, these have been a tough well, road. I know that G-Force was hard to watch, but at least, like, I felt like he was bringing his, his, you know, usual cagey best to, to the character. Mm. And, I mean, he even had, like, a voice, but with this, he's, you know. This is another one where he's not really given a whole lot to do. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because he can't really, like, cage out in this. But even, like, I was surprised with his restraint, like, in the scene where his son dies. Yeah, well, you know, don't want to keep that PG rating, can't upset the kids. Oh, well, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, that, that, that was surprised he just didn't do a voice. In the, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Toby, it's dangerous out think... there for you. You come straight home, right. son. Try to fit in with the others, <laughs> even though they're stupid. Well, I I feel like, you know, I mean, he it, it was about the content that he was given because, you know, they're kind of all over the place with his character because first he's like kind of a distant dick and then like total like chode of a dad. A distant dick. But then yeah. he's like, oh, my son, and, you know, I can't live without my son, so I'm going to recreate him. And that's like, oh, that's very touching and oh he loves him and he's showing if, him love now cage, and then it's like had caged it would actually be closer to uh to the dr tenma from the anime you know with the maniacal laughing and such yeah, yeah. but then like all of a sudden the character's like no you're not my real son uh you know fuck right off yeah and well... then um you know he's being back going back to being a dick and still sort of like depressing but then in the end, he's like, I learned a very valuable lesson. I love you. Well, yeah, like, they, they, well, they can't, they can't have the original father actually reject him because family, you know, and, yeah. and, and they want to, they want to sell this to every member of its Western audience. True. Yeah. true. They can still show the kid dying. They, yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> yeah. they can have, and being rejected instead of, by well, the instead father. Instead of having the car accident and have the kid's dead body cradled in the father's arms, they have him just vanish from like the energy blast or whatever the shit, which the hat survives, yeah. even though his clothes mm-hmm. and shoes did not. Yeah. Um, it just, this, and, no. Yeah. And, and oh, God damn it. The fucking, those fucking, that fucking Pixar look with the goddamn color scheme. They give they they give it that goddamn yellow green sky and everything else is like aqua colored. It's like ah, well, Metro City, the, the squeaky queen future. No, but no, it's no, but everything everything <laughs> when they're up there with they got the yellow sky. That's oh, all supposed yeah. to be pretty. And even when they're down below with all the wreckage and pollution and shit, there's still green grass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ah oh, god. Uh, sorry, you know, like I I I get I know I'm too to get too much over the aesthetics, but fuck, they're terrible. <laughs> No, I think it's yeah. valid. Like we, we is the movie more closely related to Elysium? I was thinking Blade? that too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> with the surface dwellers. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a there's a few things there's a few things you could kind of toss in uh, for that one. I was gonna say, uh, like for the topics of discrimination and that like classism, they, you know, you'd be better off going with Elysium or with uh, with District Thirteen. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not or District, oh, 9, yeah, yeah. District B13 District 9 same thing <laughs> well, I was thinking when you said District 13 I was thinking Donald Sutherland and hunting ga- the Hunger Games oh, 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 oh is he in those too <laughs> yeah. you know old Don Sull- Donald Sutherland just sort of shows up it's like I guess I'm the villain let's get this done Matamba oh, virus is the, it he's the he's president, president who's also evil now yeah. yeah President. I didn't evil. even think about that 
Fuck. President Evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to be transparently the villain the whole time. My approval rating? Let's go to war. Yeah. Murder, I like it. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, like, I. My I know son's that we've, 24. We've talked about it before. Like, I don't. I'm not. Like, I, I don't really like many kids' movies unless it's something that I, that, like, well, Donnie and I saw as kids. I haven't which actually there watched it yet, but, like, having having watched this makes me appreciate that Into the Spider-Verse at least has an aesthetic. Yeah. I fucking love it. And like, I haven't, I haven't watched it. We're going to watch it eventually. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not excited about it, but boy, did it look better than this. Well, they used a different like yeah. mediums, and uh, but anyway, well, um, you know, before okay. this even came out, uh, somebody somebody showed me a uh, a guy uh, named Brandon who used to rent at the video store uh, showed me a a, a a CGI movie made in Eastern Europe, and uh, it was done you know was mostly with no no it was done mostly he, with the modern like you know three D animation techniques, but it also had aesthetic aspects yeah. to it where they'd give it like, kind of like a graffiti quality, and characters would actually have bold lines and stuff like that. So it's still having fun. It's still a cartoon. You know, it's not trying yeah. to ape reality, but with like freakish deformities like giant ass hands. Yeah, but that's still a thing between us and European animation as well, is that they don't really restrict a lot of the shit they do. And there's a lot more they get for kids films put in well, there than we I mean, ever did. For, I, mean, I mean, ever but, since the 50s, Europe's pretty much been ahead of the curve for us for like comics yeah. as well, you know, because there's mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's places that they were not afraid to go. You know, and yeah, and everything, everything in America has too much money tied up into it, and so it's all restrained into these boring ass forms. Case in point, Mirka Andolfo. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and like I, I don't know, because like, like I was saying, it's it's hard to gauge how I would have felt about this as like if I were a kid. Because Donnie and I really didn't watch many kids' movies, um, like growing up, it was mostly <laughs> inappropriate shit. Well, yeah, this is no well. Debbie Does Dallas. Um, I don't know, like, 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 even, even, even when you're a child, sometimes you know when a thing's trying to pander to you. Mm-hmm. And this and this has yeah. got the pandering. We mentioned Doctor Tenma being different, and there's also a lot of evidence of focus groups here and attempting to appeal to modern like teen and preteen audiences. Like how he goes down to the surface a- after being rejected by Doctor Tenma, and he, he meets the robots, the scrap robots, and he meets those goddamn preteens and that girl with the streaks in her hair, who's like excessively sarcastic at every at every turn. Oh, Cora. Yeah, Cora. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't you just fucking love her character? Yeah, I loved her look of, hey, did you just fly and pick me up? It's like, no. It's like, you fucking liar. <laughs> I have a secret, but the secret isn't that I'm a robot. Ha ha ha. Good, because I hate robots. Screw them. Yeah, I put flaming crosses on robots' lawns. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she was played by Kristen Bell, and I fucking love Kristen Bell. But and and though I do love a lot of the the uh, cast in this, still it was pretty like overall it's kind of white as fuck. Yeah, well, eh, what, what are you talking about? They about got the Samuel L. Jackson on there to say two lines as a robot. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not. Well, yeah. but, but and and well, how can you get entertained? There's no room to engage with it. It's complete. It's a completely stock kids movie. Structure, mm-hmm, like yeah. voices, music, aesthetic, everything. This is an off the rack well, movie. They innovated nothing. Like you were saying with like Charlize Theron, it's just like I, I feel like they've misused a lot of these cast members yeah, no where like they're all fucking amazing actors, but like 
they were obviously just there for their box office pull. Yeah. Well, yeah. But and and that's what's like most frustrating of all because it's like, god damn it! Like it, now they have this blemish on their. their well, I mean pages. that's okay. Nobody remembers that this movie happened. That's you know, true. Yeah. Um. Man, this movie could have ended so many times. First they kill Toby. Movie doesn't end. Mm-hmm. Astro Boy falls out the building. Movie doesn't end. It's like, come on, movie end. Well, and they like, can't... even Big Hero Six had one. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I, that's another one you should just watch because I was thinking about that while we were watching. You notice that Astro Boy 2 is a champion of illiteracy? Yes. His dad's like, okay, your <laughs> yes. memory should remind you that you used to like books. Like, books? I don't like books. I like cutting him <laughs> off and making him to airplanes. <laughs> so maybe uh, Astro Boy should have been voiced by Kanye West. Yeah. You don't even have to give any lines. He could just go off about how he hates books and education and knowing things. Fuck books, Dad. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, original Astro Boy gets in the arena and won't do the coup de gras because it makes him sad. Whereas this Astro Boy, it's like, <laughs> fuck you, other robots. <laughs> Fucking self-hating son of a bitch. But that's kind of like another one of my problems. Like, I think my main problem with the fucking movie is that, like, they they can't seem to settle on a fucking theme. They don't have themes. They had a committee. Yeah. They're like, they're like, how are we going to get maximum yeah. yield for the sixty five million dollars? Yeah. That's why you I have mean, lame generic shit. Oliver Twist and positive yeah, energy exactly. and negative Fuck energy. It. I was thinking then of that some... Fagan character. Yeah. Then somewhere, someone watched this and thought, "I'm going to make a movie called August Rush <laughs> oh, because it's just about as disjointed." <laughs> I forgot about that. It was movie. disturbingly loud and incredibly close. <laughs> yeah. At least the kid was immensely talented uh-huh. in that movie. Uh, yeah, he's Bobby Fischer. He's searching for his own self. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so you notice how uh dr dr elephant and uh and uh mm-hmm. tenma there like have have horrible deformities to their faces so <laughs> maybe all the kids in that universe are better off dying young or being replaced by robots just saying <laughs> you know it's like your features are in monsters. balance now but after puberty you're gonna get a giant ass grapefruit nose <laughs> you're gonna become an abomination <laughs> like your dad and you're gonna sneeze every time you get upset yeah, you're going to poop a little every time you sneeze. Nothing you can do about that. <laughs> Don- Wait, Donnie, do you do you do that? <laughs> no, and that's not why I keep Taco Bell napkins at my desk. <laughs> so moving on. That's every morning I crap the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, dear Jesus. What did we do to deserve yeah. this? And I had to pay for the fucking rental. Me too. I know. Like, how, how dare they make you pay? Come on, Amazon. Come on. <laughs> they should be paying me. They should. Be, well, <laughs> it, 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 tell you, tell you right now. It's like, should anything cost six bucks? No, nothing should. No. 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 That's a, that's a deal breaker. Like new car, <laughs> maybe five ninety nine, but not six bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I like like I was saying. I I I could see where it might have been at least mildly entertaining as a kid. Although, uh. what, what's strange to me is that they they're the cast that they have seem to be targeted for like an older audience. Because like I mean, I fucking knew who Alan Tudyk was at the time because he was in fucking Firefly. 
and and serenity but like you know i don't know why i didn't think about this before but they don't really have any actors in there that appeal strictly to the younger audience i guess they're figuring that 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 they're gonna you know the parents are gonna drag them in and they're gonna be preteen kids and they're not gonna pay attention to cast and they'll just have fun even yeah. though um, I mean, I kind of... Astro Boy as a character anyway is sort of out of step with what Western kids movies were at that time. And they failed to bridge the gap yeah. like they changed it, but they didn't really do it in such a way that they would make money. And they also, since they changed it, they're not going to satisfy anybody who appreciated the original. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like Adrian hit on. It's just about asses and seats. But then you do get parents like I imagine you and Carlo would be with your own kid going... Oh my god, we gotta show you this movie because Steve Gutenberg is fucking in it, and you're kicking going, Who the, the fuck is Steve Gutenberg? And they'll say, How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> yeah, and when leave you leave your child house. screaming forever at the theater to be raised in the theater and gets their own movie made about being the kid stuck in the theater. You're not then, my son! You know, that's where it goes. <laughs> Get out! That's a joke, boy! A hideous joke! <laughs> like dad mom won't let me in it's like is carlo gonna abandon his son why yes he is (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna sell him to a robot circus you know in the 19th century this is just how you did you know start up a second family get into gambling you know get somebody killed in a duel Our, our beloved child shanks (laughs) (laughs) i'm shanks castro (laughs) we decided a while ago that uh if we had a a boy we would name it shanks and if it was a girl we would name it shanks (laughs) 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 but uh yeah that or we were going to name a child after one of our pets so then we could say at one point, dog, I wanted really. to have a child named Wilhelm and uh, raise it by inverse example, uh, <laughs> making them loathe me so that they would backdoor get into all the stuff that I was really into. But all the things I would shove on him would be the stuff that I was not into. I had a master plan for a minute there before I got all gay. So, <sighs> so do you guys feel like we are ready to move on? Oh, to, God. Uh... Uh, I'll be. I'll. I'll feel better if I knew every copy of this movie was destroyed. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, since there's digital now, we we, we can't do that. Well, so, well that's we okay. You know, um, like the whole thing will crash one day, and then we'll all die, and we won't have any memories. Thankfully, <laughs> come on, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, With I do have. Uh, Three things I might be able to contribute for once, since I bring nothing to the table. Um, I know people usually like to talk about top reviews people give to bad Mm -hmm. movies, but I actually want to talk about the worst reviews this movie got. Let's hear it. (laughs) Uh, These are my three favorites. And one of the longest ones is, hate this movie so much. My five-year-old chose this this morning. It is so childish and twisted at the same time. For example, Scientist A sells out his fellow scientist, Scientist B, for the cause of science. An evil robot is born who destroys the son of Scientist A. But Scientist A uses rocket parts and cloning technology to create a new son. I stopped it because there's no such, (laughs) there's so much wrong with this movie. No such science. Be warned. 
The second runner-up was... The second runner-up, because it mentions science, is the science is weak and the hairstyles leave much to be desired. (laughs) (laughs) Man, put that quote on the box. My absolute favorite. My fucking favorite of this, because it is my wisdom for this film, is cute concept. Nicolas Cage should just not do voices for animated movies ever. Agreed. (laughs) Fair. And that's my thoughts on that's, Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Chris, Christmas Carol, uh, G-Force, Ant Bully, and now Astro Boy. Yeah, I'm seeing the evidence. <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, it's like if you wanted, is Nick Cage sounded depressed almost doing this. I mean, it just yes. really, like you said, he had no life. It's like you would have been better going with Crispin Glover for this. Oh, yeah. And oh, it God, still would have awesome. come out just as monotone. Well, it, and it I don't seemed like... You anymore yeah. <laughs> but dad even in the interview uh like the videos of the interviews i watched like while they were making the movie like he he seemed like really fucking like tired and out of it and it just like and not focused well so you know I, there is wonder remember there's always the non-disparagement agreement that that people do when they make a movie where they they can't actually bash it yeah, yeah. Because when when Cage <laughs> when Cage was on Dying in the Light, um, uh, which 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 Lionsgate fucked up, they appeared with photos uh, of large T-shirts that reproduced their non-disparagement agreement, <laughs> saying like, "We didn't say anything <laughs> about it, but uh, maybe consider what this says here." <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, I'm not saying that like he he was like you know he wasn't excited about it i'm just saying that like it it made me wonder if a he was just really fucking tired b he was because he did do four fucking movies in 2011 yeah um and two of them being animated films um but b like you know could it be drugs uh, or like, <laughs> did he just not really give a shit? Do you, do you think they gave him a fuckload of Ambien and asked him to read his lines? I mean, maybe he was snorting that, uh, that, that saccharin. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that had a whole other set series. Of well, effects. we can get a hold of his bank. And if we look at the bank note and they say why he was paid this money and his note says to pay for, says for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this is just reminding me of back when, uh, back when, uh, the Nicholas Cage produced movie, the life of David Gale was about to come out and it was on the 20 at the theater. And they'd have that little pseudo documentary thing talking about how it was going to be the bestest movie ever. Uh, or maybe the worst. Uh, they had interviews with the cast, and the way the cast d- described how excited they were for this innovative movie said to me, "Oh my god! Oh my god! You're all like hostages! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody free Kate Winslet immediately!" <laughs> Blink if you are in trouble. <laughs> I am being treated well. <laughs> Do not send help. <laughs> I I I reject the capitalist system. <laughs> do do we actually have to face this all? Well, uh, I yes. I did write one down this time, oddly <laughs> enough, because usually when we get to these, I'm like, oh god, I can't even think. Fuck it, I'll wing it. Who you got? Yeah, well, I'm going on a theme here, and the theme goes with what I'm usually watching for pleasure, because the the things I have to watch every week are these Cage movies. So uh, I'm thinking uh, for Astro, uh, Kevin Murphy, 
Oh, uh, for Dr. Tenma, Joel Hodgson. Okay. For, <laughs> I've seen a theme. For Donald Sutherland, Trace Ballou. <laughs> for Dr. Elfin, uh, Frank Conniff. And uh, okay. for that uh, teen girl, Mary Jo Peel. Teen girl squad. <laughs> and uh, as the trash can, uh, Mel Blank. There we go. Beedy, beedy, Good luck, Buck. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were going to say Richard Basehart for all the Richard Basehart. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do, I do, I do non-ironically watch Richard Basehart movies. So fucking a, you know, the, that show though. Oh my god, no, that's work. I wonder if we all have themes to our answers. Yeah, let's let, wait, let's let's let's. I kind of do. I think we. I think what we do you should. have, Donnie? Yeah. Um. All right. So for Hamag, I have William Sanderson. For Cora, I have Daryl Hannah. Uh-huh. For President Stone, I have M. Emmett Walsh. <laughs> for Dr. Tenmo, I have Joe Turkel. And for Toby, I have Rudger Howard. Holy shit. Yay! Oh, yeah. All right. so this is a Blade Runner prequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. But not for you, Harrison Ford. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That replicant comes. Uh, 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 it's more like a replicant. And, and then Harrison Ford <laughs> travels back in time, and he has to uh, try to take out that kid from Ten Things I Hate About You. <laughs> That's his name now. Just get over it. So for mine, I have. Uh, I decided, as I was saying before, this movie's pretty fucking white. Especially considering the fact that it was a Japanese show, um, you know, originally in a, a Japanese story. Then, so uh, as Dr. Tenma, I fixed it by having Danny Trejo. Okay. Um, as Astro, I've got Fifi O'Hare. Or just like I'd say go with some unknown kid. Uh, who's like uh, either you know uh, Asian or or uh, Hispanic? Because you know, I I was thinking about it, I was racking my brain, and I realized like you know there, I mean, well, not for the first time, I realized that there are barely any fucking like well known uh, Hispanic or Asian well young actors us. out there, huh? To most of us, unless you actually go further out, you'll find some. Because even Danny Trejo was a much, much larger name before he became big, thanks to Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, but uh, also as Hamig, I have uh, someone else I fucking love. Tia Carrere. <laughs> 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 Wayne! Oh. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she is Relic Hunter. <laughs> you know, she was in a Donald Sutherland movie called Natural Enemy with uh, Leslie Ann Warren. And in that one, she does like two scenes and then she gets killed by this kid who looks like Scott Wolf. I got that movie <laughs> on video at Goodwill and, and, uh, and me and my friend were watching it. We started calling it Bioweapon. <laughs> uh, moving on. As uh, Dr. Elephant, I have B.D. Wong. Naturally. Another person yeah. I fucking love. And his penis, because it's the stage version of uh, M. Butterfly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Penis, penis, penis. Yeah. So I could have a segment. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm all right with B.D. Wong's penis. 
uh, the BD Wong Wang. Um, and as President Stone, I have Ming Na Win. There I am. I want to call him Dick Stoneman, but that's based on that episode of Man from Atlantis. And I'm pretty sure I really am the only person who saw more than two episodes of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it too. <laughs> Somebody's in your God, Linda, be more inclusive. <laughs> Support Adrian. <laughs> you liberal. Fuck. Did you know that in the original Japanese version, he was actually known as Rockman? I hope you, you, you but you didn't know that. <laughs> they do look like strong ass kids, don't they? <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, you're right. It would be really hard to make clothes off work for this one. I, I, mean, I mean, he has shorts built end, in. Yeah, and he's not wearing a shirt. He, so. He's uh, he's like on Arrested Development. He's never nude. <laughs> yeah, he's got the shorts. <laughs> I think I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I blew myself. <laughs> Two things I couldn't shake out of my head while watching this was the animated Ghostbusters theme. So it's like every now and then I just started just randomly saying, Busted makes me feel <laughs> But then I also started randomly wondering, which I guess fits into your uh, face off, is why we never got a sequel to Bebe's Kids. Because I really love that movie. Oh, growing yeah. up. Yes. <laughs> we don't die. We. Uh, multiply. <laughs> <laughs> now that just makes oh, me think of the great. movie Colors by Dennis Hopper with Sean Penn, which I wind up thinking of every oh, time I God. go out on my job. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I am I nothing like she is Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you, you think I walk up to the car and be like, so uh, where you been tonight, little kitty cat club, huh? Yeah. <laughs> No, I still think you'll stop buses randomly. Like, why is this golf cart in front of us? <laughs> Open your door! <laughs> you think that he goes around in a golf cart? I, I wish do. I did. I'd be better that. off. <laughs> that would be awesome. Even a Segway would be better. Oh, God. I don't want to be Paul Blart. I may be getting the Paul Blart body, but I don't want to cross over to that. <laughs> Oh, dear God. This is why you people need to donate to our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Save me! I want to picture you driving around listening to (laughs) Citizens on Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically, she's going, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. (laughs) Yes. Oh, dear. Oh, shit. Uh, Goots, if you're out there, are you listening to this? <laughs> we love you. We love you, Goots. We thought Assignment Miami Beach was the biggest pile of shit ever because you weren't in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that Nerds movie. in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sequel we earned. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel ready to move on to our somewhat new segment? Oh, oh, do we do that before or after wisdom? Oh, we can do it now because I don't think there was any wisdom other than don't bring your kids back from the dead because sometimes dead is better. That was totally (laughs) actually my wisdom. That's the best best wisdom. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. I was thinking a lot about that too. (laughs) <laughs> watching the movie uh, no, well watching <laughs> watching the movie since i'm not crazy into technology i was also thinking like why is it always robots why couldn't it just be satan <laughs> yeah 
Who <laughs> Dr. Tema Kids makes a deal don't with know devil. enough about Satan these days. <laughs> Kids don't know it's not Satan. Why can't he just be a necromancer? Although, if you uh, if you believe those psycho parents in the eighties who caused satanic panic, every single kid's cartoon was about Satan. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's like, mom, I made a little wheel for little Astro to get around after his broken leg. Did you even try reaching out to Satan? <laughs> <laughs> he just wants one measly soul, child. <laughs> what are you going to use it for anyway? <laughs> uh, uh, like, what have you done for the Dark Lord lately? Meet you at the crossroads, everybody. <laughs> uh, you gotta get that train. <laughs> that ain't moving no train. Mario, up to the station. Oh, Jesus. So, so Donnie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I I have an answer for last week's segment what? of Cage or Busey. Oh, what was that quote again? Yes. The quote was F-A-I-L-I-N-G is finding an important lesson inviting needed growth. So you don't actually fail. You find a better way to do whatever you're doing. And that's your ability. The truth of your core from past life experiences to where you are now in this life. It gives you the ability to be in your truth without anything holding you down in a box that will never open. Balls, attitude, and, and direction. sadly, that's not Cage. That's not Cage? It's Gary Busey. That was Busey. No. It, that, that sounds like something that Junior Brown would say, though, in that movie that was played by Cage. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like Junior Brown. It sounds Brown. directly like... Well, that, well, there we go. Now we have to do a retroactive face-up. That should have been Gary Busey in the remake of Kiss to Death. Well, in the last one was the... Uh, M, was it uh, MVI... So we had like a little yeah. acronym uh, theme going no on. No, <laughs> I banda. There is no band. No, I banda. And yet we hear a band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have the new one for this week. Oh. It is, quote, if you put an elephant in the center of a circle... And go around that circle one degree at a time, you will see that elephant in 360 different perspectives. Was it Cage? Or was it Bussy? I think it was some Paul McCartney lyrics. I think it actually was Paul McCartney who famously said, I watched a snail crawl along the edge of a razor blade. And I thought, my God, the simplicity. Yeah, you know, it was like a diamond bullet got like shot into the middle of my forehead, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, like uh, they have actually have a lot of heart, you know, yeah, with the cutting off all those inoculated arms. Yeah. Did you know if is the middle one? <laughs> he forgets himself with his people, man. He forgets himself. Wait, what are you doing in my bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> and i still want to mention in that we went straight to paul mccartney no one cares about ringo i care about ringo <laughs> i don't believe in beatles i just believe in me we love you ringo i love you <laughs> I, I'll, I'll ride in your yellow submarine <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 it's like it's just like with Kiss. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about the Ringo and the George Harrison. You know, I you know, because they were in George Kiss. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <It's obvious. laughs> Detroit, they were nice. Rock City, Saints. Rock City. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, of course, we all remember Paul McCartney and George Harrison in Too Young to Die. <laughs> Let's go back and look at his body on the bottom of that cliff and observe what type of genitals he had. Good idea, Vanity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indistinguishable from Apollonia. Yay! <laughs> I particularly enjoyed all the things that George would do with his tongue. <laughs> and with his spirograph. <laughs> oh, I guess, like, it, do you guys have any other wisdom? Donnie, you shared the best. Yep. Uh, Donnie's stealing my thunder, taking the wind yeah, right out of I, my sails. I actually tried to think of something for this. Let's, just, let's, no. let's, let's face it with this movie. It wasn't worth it to try. <laughs> the lesson yeah. is to not watch it. In the dear first dear listeners, if you have children or even if you don't hate yourself, never watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth that $4. And I really don't think it's one of those movies where like, I, I can't see like a kid wanting to watch it over and over and over again. Unless you have a hard drink. If they actually did go the Satan route with this, I would have watched it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's the time where I say, please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts and over on Podchaser, too, while you're at it, please. Uh, it helps other people get to uh, to know us, and they it helps us uh, get boosted. And oh, fuck, I can't Pod talk. Chaser, but, uh, you're not the <laughs> it helps other people uh, discover us who otherwise wouldn't even <laughs> listen. But um, <laughs> also, we hold each other closer as we shift to overtime. Oh, don't even get me started on Turbo Life. <laughs> I asked Carlo if he would let that be our song for our wedding, but for some reason he wasn't into it. <laughs> Uh, you, no, no, no. We should have had the wedding in a parking garage and it should have been Billy Ocean. <laughs> and, and, you know, you got your vows already worked out there in the song. Who, me? Yes, you. Get into my car. Do, do, do. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway. I'll chase her. So. <laughs> also check out our shit on youtube it's awesome it features adrian's awesome cage art and check out our patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash cages kiss uh remember you can find cages kiss on facebook and on twitter at cages kiss you can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com we love dems correspondence also, uh, check out my other show, Bedknobs and Broomflicks. Our latest episode was on the movie version of Stardust. Holy shit, you gotta watch a good movie? I'm a superstar, baby. I know, isn't that bullshit? They get to watch I know, you're watching, to watch you're watching movies with, with like Ricky Gervais and a non-embarrassing Robert De Niro? Wow. We get yeah. to choose what we want to watch. <laughs> you do. <laughs> What and I want to cover Warlock step? on it. <laughs> I, I see how you are now. We're going to be covering Warlock soon. And uh, we're actually going to be next. We're going to be covering uh, 
the Little Mermaid, especially because uh, because the connection to um, fuck it. You know what? Has like, that this not is been baptized? <laughs> Ariel has not been. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, yep. I just knew it. That movie just smacks the Satan. Psychics, gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you have, Adrian? What do I have? Oh, God. Yeah, case, case the crabs. Got them anal crabs. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, oh god well by the time this is out uh my latest issue of dreadful tales uh will, will be out on the deviant art which is something that i do with my buddy Edie phoenix and various other very good talented people on deviant art i'm leo the fox on deviantart.com you can also find it by that and i'm leo the fox on my patreon and i need them monies I put exclusive money, artwork money. on there and the cage artwork i sometimes preview on there also so you could check that shit out don don nice Don Don is the unreal goals on the Twitter. <laughs> and I'm also the boy who blew Ooh. over on PornTube, our Pornhub, actually. And other than that, you can find me at your local strip joint. I'll be in the corner with a sack of quarters. <laughs> with with the, the strawberry uh, gum. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say riding the mechanical horse. <laughs> I ride the ball. <laughs> they have those there, right? <laughs> yes, it's the only place I can afford dinner now. Okay? <laughs> they got them nice hot wings. Uh, I like it when a soft pretzel you know, finds be- falls beside the Miss Pac-Man there. People leave it there even though it's perfectly good. And I'm more than happy to snatch it up. <laughs> That's right. Oh. But anywho, we're we're going to be covering the uh, uh, Little Mermaid because of the connection to Divine. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Little Mermaid. It's got all those great songs like A Whole New World. We're going to have to touch upon those awesome songs. <laughs> Wish I could have... A vagina. (laughs) (laughs) What's there, mama? I'll tell you when you're older. (laughs) Ariel's underwater palace. It looks like a palace. (laughs) Yeah. Priestess got a boner. There's all kinds of great stuff in there. Yes, he do. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh, In the words of the Jawas, kiss my boner, everybody. <laughs> You'll be hearing from us next week when we cover kick ass. Oh, All right. Hot diggity yeah. fuck. Hopefully, I can rent that for less than $6. Yeah. Yeah. Why do my armpits smell like Cheetos? What did you do? What I do you have to know. eat where something comes out of you smelling like that? <laughs> Why does it smell like shrimp out of my dick when we eat shrimp? Is it from when you're from all that coffee? Well, I go to the bathroom and I take a shit and my shit smells like a condom. I didn't eat condoms and I'm not gay. So what does that tell you about me as a person? <laughs> I don't eat corn because corn doesn't go out the same way it goes in. Oh, you know, the most disturbing thing are those little zebra colored seeds that come in the sausages. And those sausages taste just fine, but when you see those later on, it's like, I don't know.
<laughs> for, a, for a while, the Big Lots had one of those uh, muscle milk type beverages, right? I think it was from Kellogg's. And they had them in like, like this one's caramel flavored, this one's banana flavored, this one's strawberry flavored. And later when you pee, it's caramel flavored or banana flavored or strawberry flavored. It was so potent that it flavors your fucking yes! urine. It makes been, its way all the way the- through your kidney. I've been drinking the uh, carnation breakfast shakes. Yeah. And, like I, I was having the vanilla ones and I, I peed, the, I peed like that. Just, just, like one of those. Like, just imagine this shit. Okay. Like, 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 like later on in hopefully in many years when you pass, they'll be doing the autopsy and they'll get into their fat, into your fats. Cause everybody's got those. <laughs> and they'd be like, huh, you know, this is mocha flavored. Delightful. Cause it'll <laughs> still fucking be there. Cause I, I peed and I was like, yeah. Oh. It should never, you know, as, nice. even, as unpleasant Lovely. as it is, it's really healthy for your pee to just smell like pee. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> next tune in next week and we'll say off to you now. What's that got to do with me? <laughs> <laughs> hey! German expression is pee. That's my sign. <laughs> I could eat a peach for hours. Please. Kiss me. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year... We need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Hey, this is Jeff. And I'm Chris. We've been friends. Acquaintances. Nah, friends. Shipmates. Dude, come on, we've been friends. Fine, sure, whatever. We've been friends for 23? No, 24. Whatever, dude, it's been a long time. Yeah, no kidding. We host a show called Round and Round. We discuss the worst. And sometimes the best. Headlines we can find. Watch for signs of the Cold War heating up again. And desperately try to find some good news to celebrate. Occasionally, we delve into important topics impacting the world, the nation, or those around us. And every once in a while, we take a break from the real world to talk about new movies or to revisit and reimagine old movies we love. Find us at rnrthepodcast.com, tweet us at rnrthepodcast, and download Round and Round on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you cast your pods. Join us every Wednesday, won't you? I wouldn't recommend it. That's fine.